Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 186, Being Resourceful. It's January 18th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and more. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros, as I am working to be more inclusive for people who are hard of hearing. I invite my fellow podcasters, other individuals on social media to ditch music when combined with voice, because that is very difficult for people who have hearing loss or who are hard of hearing to discern the words. Join the movement. End of non-musical intro. Being resourceful. This is a very interesting topic and quite frankly I was thinking about it before the podcast. I don't really recall ever hearing anybody talk about this aspect or trait or attribute of being resourceful. So before I break it out, a couple housekeeping notes, visit my website, enter my giveaway. Probably by March I'm thinking I'll have uh, the winners polled, winners notified, and the prizes shipped. I already mentioned my disclaimer, but it bears repeating. Nothing I say in this podcast or any of my other content in any format is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. Currently, I do have transcripts for my podcasts on the hosting platform rss.com. However, they are not in a usable and decent format. I am working with my IT guy to provide some workaround, probably a, a subscription to another service or plugin or something because the transcripts are just a mess. And I do apologize for that. I am working on it. If you are listening to this podcast and you are feeling suicidal, my request is that you call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. There is a an abundance of help available so please make that call or text being resourceful oh my head oh my heavens people so being resourceful resourceful in the dictionary is as an adjective is is defined as one able to act effectively or imaginatively especially in difficult situations number two full of resources three capable or clever able to able to put available resources to efficient or ingenious use <clears throat> using materials at hand wisely or efficiently and four able to meet situations capable of devising ways and means synonyms for resourceful include capable creative enterprising ingenious intelligent inventive talented skills bright brilliant quick perceptive, judicious, wise, and smart. Now, like normal, I did take a little dive into the research. I, was, I wasn't sure if I would find anything on resourcefulness or being resourceful, but interestingly enough, from the Sage Journal, Western Journal of Nursing Research from October 27, 2016, um, I did find a little science and the term that they use 
is learned resourcefulness, which originated allegedly from Mike and Baum in 1977. And Mike and Baum said that learned resourcefulness involves one, self-monitoring, two, problem-solving, and three, emotional regulation and self-control. Isn't that interesting? There's this emotional regulation. Now, later in 1983, Rosenbaum added a component. So Rosenbaum defines it as four components. One, use of positive self-statements, two, problem-solving, three, delay of gratification, and four, perceived self-efficacy. And later on, Rosenbaum actually re revised his theory, but we're not gonna get into this. So the resourcefulness body of research is expanding, even though comparatively or relatively, it's in a relatively young state. I say relatively because it's about roughly 40 years old. That's not terribly old compared to other scientific topics we look at. So we have in the research what's called personal resourcefulness and social resourcefulness. Personal resourcefulness is self-help skills. Social resourcefulness is defined as seeking help from others. And they did add a third dimension, which is spiritual practices, which I'm not getting into really much more of the research except to say that learned resourcefulness refers to a set of coping and problem-solving skills that facilitate the monitoring, control, and change of either dysfunctional or unpleasant events. Now, there are six skills from the research that are associated with resourcefulness. One is adaptability, two is coordination, three, creativity, four, initiative, five patients and six persistence. So there's a little touch of the research, yeah, for whatever it's worth. I think it's interesting. Now, I'm gonna give you a list of benefits for resourcefulness because this may be not something that you're used to thinking about. It may not be a trait, a habit, a practice, or a skill set for you. So let's look at some of the top benefits. There are more benefits, but I'm just listing a number of them here. One, you are able to better meet life's challenges. Two, you experience more positive health outcomes. Three, it's extremely valuable in the workplace. Four, it sets leaders apart. Five, it can save you money. Six, it can save you time and other valuable resources. Seven, it can help you avoid bigger problems or issues. Eight, it can help you solve a dilemma or some issue. Nine, it could change your future. In other words, trying something new out of necessity and being resourceful could help you stay at it and not go back to some old way. 10, it can definitely help you advance your career. 11, from the research, there are some potential benefits with illnesses. For example, from the research, Resourcefulness or learned resourcefulness may contribute to prevention and improvement of post-stroke depression. 12, you're better at controlling negative emotions. 13, better at managing stressful tasks. And that, that's a good list. That's a good list in my opinion of 
what you could, how you could benefit from resourcefulness or learned resourcefulness. Now, from my own life, <laughs> I've been using resourcefulness since a young age. Little did I know it was a thing. I know I had had these ways of being that I didn't even know were things. So recently, because of my car accident on Labor Day of 2023, I had the the situation where I was told at the rehab facility last year that I would be receiving either a wheelchair or a walker or some kind of assistive medical device covered by insurance. Then later, the administrator came and told me that uh, my insurance would cover nothing in terms of medical equipment. And I said, okay, thank you for letting me know. And within 24 hours, being resourceful, I was able to get every piece of medical equipment that I needed on loan at no cost to me that was also incidentally delivered to the rehab facility. That's an example of being resourceful, which saved me a boatload of money. Two, I have used social media to my advantage in being resourceful for getting rides since my accident, for snow plowing. I even found my beloved dog on social media by being resourceful when I didn't qualify for a rescue dog from the local shelter. I know, I didn't qualify. Um, I also was resourceful back in the day when I found using volunteers to watch my kids would save me money and allow me the luxury of going to the University of Buffalo Medical Library where I was doing research on a medical condition for someone that I loved. I've used being resourceful and resourcefulness in moving and storing items in the last couple of years many times. Back in the day when I was doing major research for someone who had a terminal condition, although they did live, I was resourceful and got a doctor's office that I did not know to give me the cell phone number of a physician that worked there to help me. I was in deep dire need to address this medical condition for someone that I loved, and that was an example of being resourceful. Now, I will say the doctor, when he answered the cell phone and realized it was a stranger calling him on his cell phone, his first words were, oh my God, how did you get this number? So I didn't exactly tell him. I just said, listen, I have two questions. Answer my questions. I will rip up your number and never call you again. He did. He, he actually became very compassionate. I was like, wow, you, really, you have a big problem. And he was very helpful, and I did rip up and throw away his number. Now, back in the day in college, when I was in charge of a newly formed organization, our international organization was unable to answer some questions I had or help me or provide directions. So I, being resourceful, went to the Kyomegas. I was the resident assistant for the Kyomegas, so I did have a, a close relationship with them. But the Kyomegas were like extremely helpful. They were over the top happy to answer questions because I wasn't digging into their personal business. I was just asking very generic questions that were that I needed help with, and they were extremely helpful. I did. I was resourceful when it came to my my content and my logo and branding something that I created with I did have to have a little help with scanning graphics that I handmade you know 
because I, I'm not an Adobe or InDesign, whatever, I'm not technology oriented, but I did manually design the logo, the graphics and the branding being resourceful, saved me a lot of money. And living on my own at this stage of my recovery, <laughs> that has required quite a bit of resourcefulness. So being resourceful can be wildly happy for you wildly helpful for you i'm telling you it's extremely valuable so this is a trait hopefully at this point you're going yeah maybe I, that could help me with a problem maybe i need to think a little differently before i give you some suggestions to help you build a muscle for being resourceful i do want to make a mention about technology and children and young people because i did a podcast titled raising children in the age of technology in that podcast, in addition to giving you all kinds of suggestions about how to handle this, I do cover the research about how damaging technology is to growing and developing children, adolescents, and young adults. The reason I'm mentioning this in this podcast is because one of the areas that's impacted by an excess of technology is the executive functioning of the brain, which is very important for self-discipline, for emotional regulation. All the areas of life are in some way, in my humble opinion, impacted by the executive functioning of the brain. So we really want as parents, as grandparents, as teachers, as coaches, as whatever, children to have the maximum development of their brains, which technology can negatively impact. So if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, if you're dealing with young people or care about young people in any way, go back and listen to that podcast, Raising Children in the Age of Technology, because their children's ability or young adults or teens, what have you, their ability to develop resourcefulness and being resourceful would be negatively impacted by technology, among other things, which is why I'm mentioning in this in this podcast, we do not want technology to damage our children, right? No, no, we don't want that. Yet, we're not aware of the ways and the significant damage that can be done to children, adolescents, teens, and young people from technology. I understand all the issues of raising children in the age of technology because I did that. I did that myself. So I've got lots of suggestions. You don't have to worry about it. Just go listen to it and start dealing with that problem. Please, please, please. The future of society depends on it. And like I said, I own the problems. I, I tell you what what I did well, what I didn't do well, but that will be helpful because that is going to hinder your child, teen, adolescent, young person, young adult, developing this capacity of being resourceful. To help you, I have a couple of suggestions on things you can do to increase being resourceful. Number one, open-mindedness. I do have a podcast about being open-minded and open-mindedness. I have an entire podcast devoted to that. This is a necessary element for resourcefulness. Why? Because when people are close-minded, what that means is it's not psychologically safe for them to root around in their mind, explore new ideas, explore new options, and consider other things. It's not psychologically safe. 
what is one of the kingpins of resourcefulness is considering new ideas considering alternatives considering something that you might not think of so open-mindedness is critical to being able to be resourceful they go hand in hand many many benefits are available to you if you can make the transition and migrate from being closed-minded to being more open-minded i promise you there are many advantages. There's a whole podcast on that. Being close-minded, however, will cut you off from being able to be resourceful. Number two, engage in activities that boost or drive creativity. We know creativity and certain activities increase your neuronal brain matter. They increase your neuroplasticity. Things that can boost or drive creativity, while there are many, include art, music, hobbies, critical thinking workbooks, building things, playing, having fun, learning a language, dancing. There's a whole list of activities that will boost or drive your creativity, which is an area you could grow that will help you be more resourceful. I promise you. Three. Build emotional processing skills. Earlier in this podcast, I mentioned the research by Meichenbaum, and he or she suggests emotional regulation and self-control are important aspects for learned resourcefulness. We are living in a time, in an age, in society where emotional regulation, emotional processing skills are not high they are simply not high this makes society prone to depression anxiety addictions all types of issues and problems emotional regulation emotional processing emotional management these are all skills that can be learned they are skills that can be taught to help you i've put together starting last year an emotional processing workbook it is free, completely free. You do not even have to register to get it. Just go to my website right below the Newsweek logo. If you're on the internet, it's on the right-hand side of the page right below the Newsweek logo. If you're on a mobile app, it's at the very bottom. Scroll down, you'll see the Newsweek logo. It's right below that. These are skills that will change your life. It's not just, oh, I'm sad. You have to look at many factors if you want to dig down and manage and process sadness or loss or betrayal or or any or anger. Like you have to learn a few things. This is something that every human being should be taught, yet we're not doing that. And unfortunately, we have generational trauma which in some cases in some families means that the individuals in the family are emotionally unavailable. I just did a podcast on emotional unavailability in people, but for some families, emotional unavailability is a generational trauma or, or trait that is passed from generation to generation that could be interrupted by you learning skills if you have questions on the workbook you can email me 
these are skills that will change your life. If you are a parent, I beg you to learn these skills and make sure your children learn these skills and you could do it together. So the workbook is currently at about 30 some pages. It now has a nice cover and it also has a table of contents. And I'm laughing about that because if you've been following along since last year, you've seen the workbook evolve if you've, if you've clicked on it and downloaded it more than once. And some of you were probably horrified that I put it out there without a cover or a table of contents. Yeah, you can be horrified, but you know what? I don't particularly care what people think, and I'm all about helping people. And last year, people were able to get help from the workbook in the state that it was in. I'm sure later this year we'll probably reach version 7.0 because I am deconstructing my skill set. I have a high skill set in emotional identification, processing and management and regulation, but I was never taught that. So I have to deconstruct what is it that I do and this is where we're at, version 6.0. Learn this, I promise you, it is an aspect of being resourceful. My next suggestion based on the research is to build the muscle of patience. We have many people in, wor in the world that aren't too patient. I do have a podcast on patience that will help you grow this amazing trait because it will help you feel better. I promise you having patience is something you can increase over time with intentional actions and you will feel significantly better with having a higher capacity to be patient. I promise you that. Number five, look at areas of your life and ponder. What would being resourceful look like in this area? Or how could I be more resourceful with this problem or issue? How can I think outside the box? Then get to work to brainstorm and make a list of your brainstorming ideas. You could even invite other people to contribute ideas to help you be resourceful. If you've never done brainstorming to deal with problems, I do have a podcast about dealing with your issues and problems. I'm a diehard fan of brainstorming. It's wonderful. It can be very fun in all types of applications, by the way. I, I was remembering recently when my teenage sons and I were brainstorming ideas for them for Halloween one year after they got over the idea that they weren't too old to go trick-or-treating. Like, you are never too old to go trick-or-treating, people. And if you think teenagers shouldn't go trick-or-treating, you can keep that. You can keep that attitude. I disagree. I'm a fan of people living life and having fun, and trick-or-treating is fun. So brainstorm, make a list, start looking at what problem do I have right now in life? And how could being resourceful contribute to how I deal with and how I look at this problem? Number six, build your self-discipline and self-control. Delayed gratification falls under self-discipline and self-control and was mentioned in the research on learned resourcefulness. Where do you stand about delayed gratification? I have talked to people who've told me they could never employ my suggestion of having a reward system because they lack self-discipline and they would simply take the rewards without doing the work. Well, it is kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. 
you as a human being can build muscles in the area of self-discipline and self-control and I highly recommend it going back to my earlier suggestion on learning emotional skills and abilities self-discipline and self-control are highly correlated with emotional skills I'll leave that at that number seven where do you stand currently, right now, in this moment, with your own self-esteem? Perceived self-efficacy is a component in the research on learned resourcefulness. If you are feeling lousy about yourself, what's likely is that you don't perceive yourself to be very highly efficacious. This area, low self-esteem, can be mastered. Low self-esteem can be dealt with over time. Now, low self-esteem is not something you get to work on per se. What you do to handle low self-esteem is work on other areas of your life. For example, learning emotional skills and abilities. Once you start to get to work on learning and growing your emotional skills and abilities, hopefully using my workbook, you will start to feel better about yourself, I promise. The more activities you engage in that help you feel better about yourself, like self-care, self-compassion, that will help you build self-esteem. Self-efficacy and self-perceptions play a role in being resourceful, so deal with that. Number eight. How do you currently deal with your problems? Like, how do you deal with your problems and issues? This is an area where many people struggle with because no one ever taught them how to deal with life challenges, problems, and issues. Some people sink into denial. We have some people who are minimizers. Some of the minimizers actually have a cognitive distortion of minimization. Some people blow problems out of proportion. We have all kinds of ways that people handle issues and problems. The reason I'm including this on being resourceful is because it would be helpful and prudent for you to take a look at how you deal with your issues and problems and whether or not you typically are being resourceful. If you're not typically being resourceful, then this would be a new skill set to add that will significantly enhance your ability to deal with problems and issues. Number nine, you could bring play and fun into being resourceful. You could. I mean, I, I love being playful and fun. I'm a diehard fan. It makes life so much more enjoyable. It's way better than a negative attitude. It's way better than a Debbie Downer or Doug Downer or whatever you want to call it. My suggestion would be to bring play and fun into the idea of becoming resourceful. How could you play with that? Well, sometimes you'd have to like really expand your thinking about being playful and fun. And if playful, being playful and fun is not your normal MO, I do have a podcast about it. You can be very serious with goals and missions and, and objectives at work or in your family 
and still be playful and fun. They are not mutually exclusive, as I talk about in my podcast on being playful and fun. I bring playful and fun wherever I go because that's what I like. So bring some playfulness and some fun into building the skill set of being resourceful. I would also recommend bringing, being playful and fun when you're learning emotional skills and abilities. Don't make life drudgery, people. Life is already hard enough as it is. Or you can make it harder. You can be, you know, boring and have it be drudgery. You can have it be however you want. I just don't recommend it. To wrap this up, being resourceful is a very powerful skill set based on certain personal abilities and traits and ways of doing life. I've given you a tiny bit of the research. I've given you nine suggestions about how you can start to grow being resourceful if you're not already. If you're already someone who's typically resourceful, reach around, pat yourself on the back. I hope you're proud of yourself because I'm proud of you. If you're not someone who's typically resourceful, you could go, hmm, this could be fun. Hmm, this might be interesting. And and try it out. Like, you have nothing to lose by trying it out. What you have to gain is more power, freedom, enjoyment, and options that could save you money, save you time, and contribute in a myriad of ways to your life. I do love you. I hope you're hanging in there. I hope that you found enough value in what I've said to consider putting being resourceful on your list of goals or on your your vision for your life and that you will try it out. Here's my outro minus the music. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast episode number 186 being resourceful i certainly hope you are going to put being resourceful on your list bring it into your life enjoy it use it to the maximum to save you in all kinds of ways i request you share this podcast on social media to help other people be resourceful and get the benefits i love you that's it for now